Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Club at the school. Uh, we have a, a weekly Good News Club and meets Tuesday afternoons. It's an after-school program. And uh, the missionary story that's, you know, we usually have a missionary story that goes with our, our lesson for the day. And for the last couple of weeks, the missionary story has been about Lottie Moon and uh, teaching the kids. And, and so I've been learning a little bit more about Lonnie Moon than, uh, than I'd known before in the past. And the opening story was talking about how Lottie Moon was uh, at a, a boarding school for girls. And, uh, and there was a bell at the school that rang for everything. It rang to wake you up. It rang to, to call you to breakfast. It rang to call you to chapel and to change classes. And uh, Lottie Moon hated that bell. And so one day, she got up took all the sheets from her bed, climbed up, and stuffed all her sheets into that bell. And then she went back and she lay down and she went to sleep. And, uh, and of course, the next morning, every kid woke up late. Breakfast was late. You know, classes were late. Chapel was late. As a matter of fact, they ended up having to cancel chapel, which was Lottie's least favorite thing in the day. And uh, so she was, she was mischievous and a practical joker but she was also very smart and very wise and when she came to know the Lord she used her wisdom and her uh, knowledge and her just her nature of of just asking questions and 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 sharing and and boldness because she was a bold young lady she used that boldness to share her faith in Jesus Christ with everyone she could as spending the majority of her life in China reaching the Chinese for the, in, for the name of Jesus Christ. So this month as uh, we enter into December we're going to be taking our uh, Lottie Moon offering which goes to support our foreign missionaries all over the world. And so let us pray for our Lottie Moon offering and let us pray for our missionaries this morning. Lord God, we thank you, Father, for all your blessings. We, Lord, ask that you just continue to be with our missionaries around the world, not only uh, around the world, but also our home missionaries, those that are in South America and North America and Canada, Lord, as we are trying to reach a, a globe, a world of lost people, those that have not yet heard you, those that not, who don't know you yet. So, Lord, may your word continue to spread throughout this world, continue to change lives at home and abroad. So, Lord, that many people will come into your kingdom and that your kingdom will continue to grow and grow. We thank you, Lord, and we ask that you be with all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Philemon. And some of you are going, what? Yes, there is a big book called Philemon, or Philemon. It's right before Hebrews. It is a very short letter from Paul. It is actually just one page long. And in this one page, uh, it, it, Paul is writing to a certain gentleman, and he's writing about a certain person. And uh, to kind of give you a, a, 
a background of the book real quick. Uh, you know, it's hard to call it a book when it's a, just one page. So, this letter, Paul is writing to uh, Philemon about Onesimus or Onesimus. Now, Onesimus, the thing about Onesimus that you need to know is Onesimus was a slave. And at this time, he not only was a slave, but he's a runaway slave. And he just happened to run away to Paul, thinking Paul would help him in a certain way. And, and Paul does help him in many different ways. The first thing Paul does is share the gospel with Onesimus, and he comes to know Christ as Lord and Savior. And then as Paul ministered to Onesimus, he finally encouraged and, and convinced Onesimus that the thing that he needed to do the most was not to run from the slavery. Don't distract me now. Not to run from slavery, but to go back to his master. Submit to his master. And whatever the ma his master decided to do with him, he should be fine with it. And of course, in the letter, he would encourage Philemon to free him and to do right by Onesimus. But think about that conversation that Paul was having with Onesimus. Onesimus ran away. He's basically been a free man. We're not told how long he's been gone. We're not told how long he's been with Paul. But we know that he's had basically a taste of freedom. And now, Paul is urging him to go back into slavery. Now, I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound fun to me. If I was a slave and, and I finally got my freedom, why would I willingly return? But as you read the, the letter, basically, Paul says, you know, he's not the same man he was. See, when we are freed from our sin, when Christ, because that's what He did when He died on the cross for us, He set us free from our sin. He set us free from the slavery of death and, and, and fleshly living. He gave us the ability to be set free from these chains. And many of us, many of us abuse our freedom. Many of us don't realize that we still have a master. No longer we are, is our master slave, uh, no longer are we slave to sin, but we are now serving a Lord and Savior, a King, willingly. And that's what he's telling Onesimus to do. I want you to go back to your master and I want you to serve him willingly. Submit to him and who is authority. Because the thing is, that's what he's telling all of us to do. We need to submit to the authority of God. Read with me. And when we submit, we're going to find that it's not a curse. This is a blessing. So read with me as we're going to start in verse 4. Paul's writing to Philemon. He says, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus, in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. For lo uh, your love is, has given me great joy and encouragement, because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the saints. Therefore, although in, uh, in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, 
Yet I appeal to you on the basis of love. I then, as Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner for Christ Jesus, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus. You became who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. Let us pray. Lord God, give us the message you'd have us here this morning. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, I don't know if you caught it here, but there is some admiration and there is some rebuke in this letter in the short part that we read. As Paul is talking to Philemon about Onesimus, he talks to him and he says, I always thank God and remember you in my prayers because I hear about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. That's admiration. He's congratulating. I'm hearing about your faith and what you've done for the saints and what you've done in in helping me out and probably other apostles out and and people who are called by the name of Christ and serve Christ. I've heard of the great things that you've done for them. Great job! Way to go! And then in the next breath, but he, he would talk to him and say this, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ. So in the first, the one verse, he's giving him admiration, building him up, giving him assurance. Good job. I hear about what you're doing in your faith. And then the next one, he says, I'm urging you to be active, sharing your faith. Wait a second. Wasn't he sharing his faith? Well, no, probably not. Because I want you to think about it. When did Onesimus come to Christ? When he was with Paul. Isn't that what he said in his letter? Because before he was useless, but now he is useful. I, I urge you for my brother Onesimus, who has become, while he was with me, he has become our fellow brother. So I want you to think about it. Onesimus the slave ran away from his master and went to Paul. And while he was with Paul, he came to know the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's something wrong with this picture in there. Why did the slave have to run away to meet his Savior? If his master was being faithful. Why would he have to run away? Why would he have to go and have Paul... Share with him the gospel and the good news and the saving message of Jesus Christ if his master was faithful. He shouldn't have had to. Because if his master was faithfully and actively sharing the hope and the love that was in his heart, his slaves would have came to know Jesus Christ. His family would have come to know Jesus Christ. His friends would have come to know Jesus Christ. But yet Paul here looks at Philemon. He says, I appreciate all that you're doing. I appreciate your giving. I appreciate the gifts. I appreciate the supplies and all those things. I appreciate that. But that's just one side of the coin. That's just one part of serving God. He says, you're doing good in that area. But this is where you're short. You're not actively sharing your faith. Some of us, it's okay 
to give to a missionary or to give to an offering. It's okay to do all these things. It's okay to pray. I can pray and I can give and I can do all these other things. But when it comes to going or doing, we say, now I just can't do that. You're only, you're only doing half of the, the thing that you're required to do. You're only doing half of the thing that it requires an active Christian to be. Yes, we share Christ in the things that we do, but we also need to share Christ in the things that we say. We need to be actively sharing. Paul tells Philemon, actively share your faith. That means in every word, deed, action, everything about us. If there is someone that is, comes into your life, if God brings a stranger into your life or brings someone into contact with you, there's a reason for it. And that very reason might be for you to ask, do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I want you to think now. At some point in time in your life, the reason that you're sitting here today is because somebody purposely and deliberately shared with you the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because had they not told you about Jesus, you wouldn't know about Jesus. Had not somebody shared with you what He had done, you wouldn't know what He had done. And therefore, you wouldn't be here at church today. You wouldn't read your Bible. You wouldn't have asked Him to come into your heart and to come into your life and to forgive you of your sins. Because if you didn't know that Jesus did all those things, how would you know to ask Him to do those things? Someone in your life, in your past, it could have been your father or your mother. It could have been a grandparent. It could have been a friend. It could have been another family member. But someone actively, deliberately, purposefully shared the gospel with you. And you felt and you heard God calling calling you to repentance. Calling you to give away your sin and to ask for forgiveness. And if it hadn't been for that person, I don't want you to think. Because I guarantee a name is coming to your mind about the person who shared Jesus with you. Now I want you to think, if that person did not choose to actively share their faith with you, how different would your life be today? How different? Would you be here today? How about the lives that you've touched? Would you have made a difference in their life? Had that person, one person, not made a difference in yours? And so because we've had somebody who purposefully came to us, because they loved us so much, to share the gospel with us, we're who we are today. We're where we are today. And so now, the question is, who are you failing to touch? Who are you failing to reach? Who is not sitting right beside you who should be there because you have not actively shared your faith?
Unfortunately, many of us would like to say, well, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's missing. But the reality is, we got a lot of empty seats in here this morning. And I guarantee there are a lot of people that could be filling those seats. There's a lot of people who are just waiting, just waiting to hear the good news. Talking with the lady, her husband had passed away. And uh, she was sharing me a, a story as I was visiting with her. And she said, you know, my husband loved the Lord. He hadn't gone to church in the last 20 years. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, other people had asked him. Uh, some people, certain people would ask him to go to their church. But he, he had a friend and, and he had a person and a certain church that he had in mind. And he wanted to go there and he wanted to serve. And I was thinking, you know, kind of thinking in my mind. But, and she goes, but you know why he never went? In 20 years, he never went to the church. And I said, why? And she goes, because nobody asked him to. His friend? didn't ask him to come to church. The pastor didn't invite him to church. A church member didn't invite him to that church. So he didn't go. And now, and of course, in my mind, I'm sitting here going, well, that's partially his fault too, because he, he could have at least made an effort. But I'm also seeing the other side of the coin. He had a friend, a good friend, that he loved and spent a lot of time with. He was asking, he was waiting for his friend to ask him to come. In over 20 years, not a single invitation was made. That saddened my heart. And I got to thinking, how many people in my life, how many people in my members' lives have people that might be just waiting for an invitation? Just wait. Just waiting. For someone to love them enough to share the gospel with them. I was listening to Billy Graham and I loved what he said in one of his messages. He says, I am solely convinced that sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost people is the greatest act of love any person can do for the other. And I listened to that and I thought about it. I was like, you know, he is so right. He is so right. The Bible says, this is how much Jesus loved for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's his love he showed for us. So as Christians, if we are to be Christ-like, what is our act of love? Greatest act of love. Christ's greatest act of love was to die on the cross and rise from the grave. That was his greatest act of love. What is our greatest act of love? to share what Jesus did with others. And if we're called, John 3.16, everyone knows it, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, He gave you the gospel of Jesus Christ to reach those in the world that are lost and those that are dying, those in your family and those that are your friends, those that are your neighbors and that have not reached, those that you have influenced. God loved the world so much, those people so much, He gave you the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is alive within you. For your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit that is in you. That you are not your own, you were bought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body. Every part of it. That means your tongue as well. 
The greatest act of love you, you can be that you can show this world is to share Jesus Christ with the lost. And that means, and sometimes, and you're going to think I'm crazy, that might mean a total stranger at Walmart. That person standing behind you or standing in front of you that's still waiting for the person that's in front of both of you that has like the 50 items and the 20 items or less line? You know what I'm talking about. Instead of griping about that person, why don't you take that time and share Jesus Christ with the person in front of you? And it's just this simple. How are you doing today? Do you know Jesus Christ? Hey, do you go to church anywhere? No, you don't go to church anywhere? Well, let me invite you to my church. That's simple. I got to talking to a lot of the kids at the Good News Club. And uh, it was time for us as we were getting started. They have snack, and then we take them to the bathroom, right, before we get started, because you know kids, right? Because in the middle of your lessons, you'd be like, i got to go potty. So we tried to take care of all that before we start. And so we're walking the kids to the restroom. And this one little girl was standing at, uh, sitting at one of the t- tables there, and she was getting ready to do UIL practice, uh, whatever she was doing. And, uh, and she, she, she was like, Brother Patrick, Brother Patrick. And I was like, hey, how are you? Didn't know the little girl's name. She know mine, but I didn't know hers. And she got to talking to me, and she was like, oh, I love Good News Club, and I can't wait to get back to Good News Club. And she goes, um, me and my mom started going to the church because of the Good News Club that, I, that was at my last school. And I was like, really? And I was like, well, apparently, you know, because she said at my last school, so I'm saying, well, this is her new school. And I was like, well, are y'all going to church anywhere? I mean, since you're apparently new to the community, moved in. I said, so have you found a church? And she says, no, we stopped going to church when we moved to Como Picton. And I was like, well, you haven't gone to church yet? She goes, no, not not yet. I said, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you come see us? And she goes, would you give my mom that invitation? She goes, would you tell my mom? And she, she took a piece of paper and she wrote down her, her number. And she said, now my mom might not answer, but if you'll please leave a message for her, she'll get it. And I got to thinking, here this little girl is at our Good News Club. New to the community. It's probably been there. I mean, it's, it's November now, so she's been at that school for a couple months now. And not a single person has invited her and her mom to church. Not a single person. And I got to talking to some of the other kids. And kind of started asking them, do you go to church anywhere? Oh, we don't go to church anywhere. Do, do you have a church home? No, we don't have a church home. So the next week I brought an invitation to each of the kids. I may not see those kids. We might not see them. But then again, we may. Because the invitation was given. You're invited to my church. You're invited to come worship with me. Invite somebody. Tell them, hey, if you're afraid and scared, because the thing is, sometimes a lot of us are afraid to invite somebody, and people are afraid to come because they're like, well, you know, I really don't, I might not know anybody there. And they use that excuse. You'll be amazed how many times people use that excuse, don't they? Well, I don't know anybody there. You know me. Well, I, I, I don't know. I tell you what. If you're afraid to come in by yourself, just call me, text me, 
tell me when you're going to be there. If you're going to come to Sunday school or, 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 or to worship, just tell me when you're going to show up. I'll meet you at your car and I'll walk in with you. And you don't have to sit somewhere by yourself. You can sit with me. You can sit with my family. Just come. Just come. You know, it takes a little effort, but isn't it worth it? It takes a little effort. But the rewards are eternal and glorious. We need to be actively sharing our faith. You might not know the Bible backwards and forwards. You might not be the biggest Bible scholar. And guess what? You don't have to be. You've got a testimony. Christ has done something for you in your life. Even if it's just the the thing that when I was eight years old, I asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart and to save me of my sins. Guess what? That's a great testimony. Share it. Not everyone's going to have the same testimony. But share it. Because we're supposed to. That's what Paul told Philemon. You're doing great on this aspect. But brother, you need to get active sharing your faith. Growing in the Lord. Faith is like a muscle. If you don't use it, it gets weak. But the more you use it, the bigger it grows. I used to have big muscles. When I was playing football and I was in the gym a lot, I used to have a lot more muscle. Now I have table muscle. Table muscle is not muscle. What used to be up here is now right here. It's because I stopped working out. Same thing with faith. Share your faith. Next week, next week and the weeks following, I would love to see every single person bring a guest. Have them sit with you. Have them sit right next to you. you don't, I'm not going to limit you to one. You can bring many if you want. But bring somebody with you. Actively share your faith. You'll be blessed. God will be happy. And I guarantee you'll be glad that you did. Especially when that person later on comes to you and tells you, when remember that person you thought of? When I said that person who have actively shared their faith with you? One of these days, I want that person that that person thought of to be you. I'm so thankful that Dick shared his faith with me. I'm so thankful that Jeremy shared his faith with me. I'm so thankful that Amy shared their faith with me. I'm so thankful that you shared your faith with me. Last story and we're going to close. I had a gentleman come up to me. I met him. Uh, I think it was at a Radio Shack or that. And he was talking to somebody and he looked at me and I was standing in line and he looked at me and he goes, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? I said, yes I do. He goes, good. I just had to ask. And I thought that was the coolest thing. And I looked at him and I said, why would you ask me that question? He goes, because I hate to, I don't want to get to heaven. And Jesus say, why didn't you? He goes, it's that thought of, why didn't you? 
that gets me. I don't want to ever have Jesus ask me, why didn't you? What about you? Do you want Jesus to ask you, why didn't you? Or would you rather him say, good job, keep up the good work. Let us pray. Lord God, you're an amazing and wonderful God, and we thank you. Lord, give us the boldness. Give us the, the courage and the strength that we need to be bold for you. To get out of our shell, get out of our comfort zone, get out of the things and, and to put aside the things that keep us stagnant in our faith. Lord, unleash us and the potential that is within us so that we will actively go to the people we love the most and share your word with them. And not only to stop there, just to start there, but not stop there, Father. To to go from there and, and start with those that we know and that we love and then continue it to those who are our neighbors, who you have called us to love as we love ourselves. So Lord, I pray for everyone that is here today that we will be thankful for what we have and share it with the world. For you have given us abundance of joy, an abundance of hope, an abundance of peace and mercy. And Lord, right now the world needs a lot of it. It's in short demand. Yet we have it in our hearts. So Lord, give us what we need to do your work and your will. We thank you and we praise you. And we ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.